The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Discover the power within Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Well, hi, everybody. I'm so excited today. My guest, Dr. Gail Van Kanigan, is also a dear friend, and she is such an expert on energy and energy healing and positive living. So you are going to gain some wonderful insights and positive tools to practical tools today. First, I just want to tell you, I just could not be more pleased about the response to last night's uh, program where I was interviewed by Stephen Dynan from the Shift Network and talking about soul-to-soul communication. And it will be replayed Saturday, this Saturday, the 14th of November at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, adjust to your time zone. If you missed it, you can sign up for it on the banner at the top of my website. And if you missed it in your already registered, you can just use that same link again. I just, I'm so grateful to Spirit for the way they must have been speaking through me because it's like sometimes where do those words come from? And that is exactly the source that I want to come through me today as I talk with Gail. I just felt this big surge of love going out to all of you listening and I'm connecting it now to Gail's heart as I bring you into the show. Hello, Gail. Hello, Suzanne, and hello to everyone. (laughs) I want to tell you all that I first met Gail when I reached out to somebody I knew who was a healer and said, I need somebody to help me with energy moves because I'm going to this conference in Greece. I'm going to be one of the speakers, and I don't want to have jet lag because I have to speak first thing. And she hooked me up with Dr. Gail Van Kanigan. And Gail did this distance teaching session for me. I used the techniques, and they worked really great. A couple years later, Gail ended up in a class of mine, a mediumship class, up in um, Michigan, I think it was. And we put two and two together and realized that's how we knew each other. And you and I went out to dinner, Gail, and I I don't know about you, but I just clicked (laughs) with you. (laughs) It was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience that whole weekend, yes. Yeah, and then I was a little drained, and you did a beautiful energy healing for me and just restored me and cleared out some stuff. So I've personally experienced your work. Uh, why don't you tell everybody who's listening a little bit about your background? It's just, How about start with the traditional background and then move into what you're doing today? Okay. Well, traditionally, I'm a nurse. 
I've been a nurse since um, 1982, and in 1996, I advanced my education and became a nurse practitioner in family practice. And for the next 11 years, then, I uh, was a family practitioner, and um, I was ready for a change in my life from many different aspects, and I went up to Minnesota, and I interviewed at Mayo Clinic, and I took a position up there. So for the past 15 years, I was a hospitalist nurse practitioner at Mayo Clinic. And um, one year ago, I retired from a full 50 years of working in a hospital. 50 and, years. Uh, My 50 gosh. full years. Yeah. And just for those um, who don't understand, when we're calling you Dr. Gale, it's because you actually have a doctor of nursing practice, which is wonderful. Yes, yes. My uh, education continued further and further, and I do have a doctor of nursing practice from Augsburg University in Minneapolis. Um, and I taught for that university for a number of years afterwards, and so I've, I've taught, I've practiced, uh, pretty much run the gamut on the medical side of things, and I became involved in integrative healing when I was a nurse in the ICU, actually. It was a very long time ago, but I started actually practicing it as a nurse practitioner. And then I became educated and started learning more and becoming certified in different energy healing modalities. And what I did was while I was working as a nurse practitioner, I started to integrate more and more of the energetics and healing of energy to the patient's I was taking care of in the office and in the hospital. So I brought both worlds together and I learned how to put that balance so I could bring a more holistic healing opportunity for those patients. Is that what's meant by integrative healing? Yes. It's it's a complementary of other energy modalities and integrating it into the traditional medical care. Great. And then what was what happened after that? Because like Eden Energy, Reiki, did you work all of those in? Oh, I did. I became Reiki um, Master Certified, and I studied with Donna Eden and became an advanced practitioner through the years with her work. And I integrated this work right into um, traditional medical care. And people healed so much faster, and they felt so much better, and their symptoms relieved, and they used less medications, and the stress levels just dropped off of them so they could really start to heal. And uh, it, it was amazing. It, it was yeah, just amazing. You know, I just remembered now that I had two arthroscopic knee surgeries, equal surgeries on both knees earlier this year, and I reached out to you, and you sent me. It was beautiful. These papers with diagrams and how to do energy healing on myself to keep the pain at bay because I did not want to take medication. And I used it and it worked. And when my uh, friend and assistant Lynette just had knee replacement, I sent her your diagrams and she used it. So I'm all in. Oh, great. Great. Yes. I worked, I've worked a great deal with people in pain and I've, I've, done a lot of research in pain modalities and have just 
tried to make it simple for everybody to use easy techniques to relieve discomfort instead of reaching for a bottle of meds. Um, and, and they do work. It absolutely works, and, and what's f- so wonderful about your work, so well-rounded, looking at your website, drgailv.com, I read through your blog, and there are so many, let's see, Healing with Joy is the title of that, isn't it? Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, healing with joy. I love that because joy is the word that I give to the underlying source of all that is. And you have just quite a few lovely blog entries that are all about not just the physical side, but the thoughts and emotions, the mental side that goes into healing. You want to talk about that? Yes, because we're we're not just human physical beings walking around this world trying to, you know, go to work and take care of the kids and, and put dinner on the table and mow the yard and, and all these little duties that we do. We're spiritual beings. And along with being that spiritual being, we have emotions and we have thoughts and we have purpose. And if we don't address that side of our nature, we're missing the boat. And and what happens is uh, the lawnmower will break. We won't be able to mow the lawn. Or maybe the windows will break and, and we won't be able to wash the windows. Um, something catastrophic is going to come along and, and we'll have a physical illness or something that's going to stop us in our tracks. To help us start thinking about us being more than just this physical body wandering around, bumping into things, you know, that spiritual nature holds in the holism of us because we are complex. We are heart, mind, thought, body, mind, and spirit. So how can people take that awareness and apply it moment to moment? You know, I think that's the biggest challenge that we're faced with every day is how do we stay in that higher level of being aware of who we are and opening our consciousness to I'm not just the taxi driver for the kids. I (laughs) am a being here too, right? (laughs) I'm laughing because I just spent two hours in my monthly mentoring webinar, the November 2020 session, talking about exactly how to do that. And you do that hands-on with people, healing their energetics. Do you still see clients? I do, yes. Um, uh, with the current social situation, I haven't had a lot of people with exact hands-on, um, although I'm loosening up on that now. Um, but I do distance healing almost every day for someone. Um, there's a, a lot of need for stress reduction and being able to step outside of the that. I'm calling it a vortex of energy that's just swirling us up and taking us by storm. And how do we stop that and get into a frame of mind where we can start to think about more of our purpose and what we're here for and really what's priority in life? So distance healing, I know how it works, but some people listening may be new to this and say, What do you mean you can heal somebody energetically by distance? Why don't you, instead of telling us how it works, tell us 
what happens if, say, you were going to do a healing for somebody who was listening and they're in another state and you sit to do a session? What do you sense? How does it work for you? Okay, so with the way it works is there has to be an agreement between the other person and myself that during a specific period of time, I'm going to work with their energies um, so that we can both be conscious at the same time that this is taking place and I have their permission. Um, so we arrange for the time and then I let them know that I'm going to be working with them either by a text or a quick phone call to say, all right, I'm getting ready to start. And then I step into my meditative process and I elevate and raise my vibration to meet the energy because energy has no boundaries. It is everywhere. It's fluid. It moves and it can be reached everywhere. And I don't have to drive across the country to meet it. I just need to do that consciously and it's right in front of me. What um, is right so in front of you? How do you sense it? I, I sense the energies by a number of different ways. I can see it in my mind's eye. I can feel it. I, I feel the energy around me shift and move when I am working with someone else. And I can sense where there's energy flowing and where there's not. So I'm using all of my senses. Uh-huh. Sometimes I smell the energy. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. it wisping past me. It, 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 it's different every time. But I always have a mind's eye on it, and I visualize. Do you have and, any and, examples of healings that have taken place? Yes. Um it, I, I will, I'll, I'll talk, address a chakra issue and that someone was having a lot of anxiousness and, and excessive anxiety and emotions over a specific incident that they experienced. And when I went into my meditation and went to help them with their energies, I was drawn to their chakras. Mm -hmm. And as I I worked with the chakra to clear the energy, just as if they were in front of me, I might move my hand the exact same way as if they were physically in front of me. I could feel this pent-up energy, this blocked emotions that have been consuming the individual, just starting to release and, and to just go out to the universe and to be transformed that that negative energy, some people will call it, or the blocked energy or the stale energy, mm-hmm. just releases. And then once that's gone, then you infuse it with clear energy, fresh energy, white, white energy. And when I was done with the person energy session, I talked with them afterwards. All of their emotions immediately were gone. All of the extraneous feelings of sadness and anger and frustration completely gone. They could see the situation that they had experienced from a different perspective and was able to now move forward without 
dragging around the tears and and the anger and the frustration and it never came back there it's gone you know i've i've found that we can clear out the day-to-day gunk and small blockages within ourselves, but sometimes in my experience there are some bigger issues that that's why we're given lovely trained energy healers like yourself you're exactly right we're not supposed to go deep into ourselves to heal ourselves that is for us to know that we're not in this world alone there are other people there to help us. So we need to reach out to those folks who have those skills for the help because it does two things. One, it allows us to um, have the humility to ask for help, which is something mm-hmm. none of us do very well. And when we do that, it opens us up to healing And then that other person can come in and help clear those deeper things that really need the addressing. And then we just are present and we can be fully in the healing process without trying to fix ourselves because we can't always do it. That's an excellent perspective. Wow. Well, we were talking just uh, before we started the show. I know you've recently moved to be able to help your, your father and, you're still unpacking, and you said you had just begun to create your sacred space. I love that word. I'm in mine always when I do this radio show physically. Why don't you tell us about creating a sacred space and how one does that? Yes. Um, you know, when I moved a month ago, I moved from Rochester, Minnesota to Woodstock, Illinois, to be near my father and to care for him and also because there's some energy work that needs to be done here. Um, I came into this house, and it felt cold. It felt dark, and mm. I, I didn't feel peace. Everywhere I went, I could just feel like a chaos around me instead of something comfortable and, and peaceful and loving like I was used to. I left all oh, of that. Boy. and. And I was like, okay, I know that this is a process and I know boxes have to be unpacked and things need to be put into place. But what I did was I started going around the home and clearing the energy from the inhabitants that were here before. And mm-hmm. I did that with a number of things. You know, I used, I used my Native American drum. I used my sage. I used prayer. I used my intention. I brought in my guides and my angels to help me clear the internal aspects of the house. And then I went out to the earth and I did the same thing on the earth around the home. And and I did it and extended that positive energy to the neighborhood, to the town, to the state. And I just asked to have that peace and love to be brought back into me to feel that security again and that peacefulness to where I know spirit is right next to me the whole time now instead of me having to search for that feeling. 
So I love that you brought up all those ways that you did that. And anybody new to this journey may be listening to this and rolling their eyes and saying, oh, my gosh. But I could tell you, Gail, and everybody that's listening, that the house before this one, we built the one we're in now, but the house we moved into before this one had some rather unusual inhabitants before we moved in. And, you know, I'm a retired Navy commander. My husband's a retired destroyer captain. And he was right behind me as we walked through each room with this great big piece of burning sage and cleared out all the energy. I just love that he was so totally on board with that because it's very real. We have a couple that moved into a house and they were at each other's throat. They couldn't understand why they were arguing so much. And then they found out that we happened to know who lived in the house before them and they had had a nasty divorce. So there's just so much more to residual energy than people realize. Uh, there is, and it doesn't matter whether it's in your house or whether it's in a business you walk into or another area of the country or the neighborhood, there's going to be energies hanging around from other people. Um, example, for in the hospital, a mm. perfect case of all those different people, of all those different illnesses that brought all that grief and agony and sorrow and pain with them. They leave that when they leave the room, whether they leave the room through the divine or whether they leave the room on their, you know, walking out the door. That so this is, is a great, this is a great point you're bringing up. And you worked in that setting for 50 years. How did you deal with that on a daily basis? Please give us tools. I, oh, yes. I learned so much about how to clear myself. And, and it's my... I go forward with a positive attitude and I bring my guides and my angels forward and I say, let us clear this and ground this space. And I envision columns of beautiful white light energy in the corners of every room that Hmm. just eliminates the darkness and that grounds the room. I Hmm. also ask for the energy the spirit of the energies that are residual to be lifted to the light Hmm. at the same time. And that takes away that and it releases that room's hold with that energy. Um, Especially if someone has um, been critically ill or has passed on, the parts of those energies stay and they need to be released to spirit. Yeah, I think that's an important point to make for everybody that these aren't evil spirits. They're thought forms, patterns of energy that just almost become dense and they're noticeable by those who sense energy and they linger. Yeah, they linger so much that you can feel like you're walking through tar. It slows you down. You can't even walk through it. But when you bring that light to yourself and you push it through and you circulate that thick tar-like energy up to the universe, to the light, and you give it up and you ask that it be recycled and relit and then it comes back to you as light, it clears that space so beautifully. And anybody can do that. And this is a really good point to make because we're talking about hospital rooms, but right now people are are in their houses much more than normal, and a lot of people are in a, a bit of fear or they're worried about the future, uh, so we may be creating 
thought forms that we don't want around in our own space. So how about a regular practice for people, even if you're repeating what you just said? How about for that specific situation, what to do in our homes? This is perfect. The simplest thing you can do is clap your hands. You walk around and you clap your hands in your rooms and it disperses congested energy. Oh, my gosh. Take a breath and bring in the joy and the light and spread it through with your breath. That is, I mean, we can I'm clap. covered you with can... goosebumps. <laughs> I never heard simple. that before. Ty's going to see me walking around clapping my hands after <laughs> readings now. And, uh, yeah, oh, outstanding. Yeah. It, it clears it instantly. I went, the fun thing was I was standing in my kitchen before I moved here and I was clearing the energy of the kitchen and the yard, and I'm clapping in my front window, clapping, clapping, and a walk, here walks by a guy walking his dog, and he looks in my kitchen window at me, standing there clapping my hands, and the look <laughs> on his face just went from, like, oh, my God, what is this crazy woman doing? Is and this I in your new neighborhood? And, no, it was my old oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and they're kind of happy you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just, I clapped louder and, and smiled more and laughed and then yeah. energy just kept clearing. Yeah. Simple. Well, the energy, the, the humor would, the laughter would help as well. Huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I need to jump thing. in here because oh. my guides just said that as strange as this may sound to some people, they can actually see with their soul eyes, the physical effects of these processes and they really make a difference. Beautiful. That's beautiful. You, you know, we tell our kids don't bang on the pots and pans. That breaks up clustered energy, too. Let your kids bang the pots and pans. Huh. You know, I walked into my sanctuary where I am yesterday, and I just suddenly had this desire to play the drum that I have leaning against the wall. I didn't act on it. I think I had, I guess, getting ready to do a reading, but now I see why that nudge was there because there must have been something in the air that I was supposed to break up. As a matter of fact, that was followed by me walking over here and picking up my sage spray. So obviously I didn't act on the drum. So they told me use the spray instead. Now I know what that was about. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. Drums heal. They break up um, stagnant energy it allows for the fresh energy to circulate and come to you, and it works and vibrates with the attunement of the earth and the heart chakra. So it lights up your heart chakra when you do drumming. Well, we are going to talk about heart energy when we come back from the break. We have just so many more really cool things to talk about energy, energy (laughs) healing. This is a very practical uh, session today, and I thank you. We're talking with Dr. Gail Van Kanigan, energy worker extraordinaire. I hope you'll all come back after the break.
Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26 at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. We're talking with nurse practitioner, energy healer, Dr. Gail Van Kanigan. She's sharing her experiences of healing energies and most important to so many of us right now, raising our energetic and spiritual vibration. Gail, when we uh, left off before the break, I promised you would talk about heart energy. What is that and what does it have to do with perhaps overcoming physical illness? The heart is the strongest part of our being and it resonates love and love is the most powerful healer we could ever have in in our presence at all times and when we are in a stressed mode we forget about being in a state of love and we just go with the stress and we get angry and frustrated and all of those things that take us down the rabbit hole and spin us around. But if we were to just stop and take a moment and take a breath and think about our heart and just even looking at our chest, thinking of the heart within it and what does that heart represent for love and what does it put out into our environment is the love and the healing love that it has that resets the stress it goes away we feel peace and calm and then we can go forward and deal with whatever it is we've got to deal with in love instead of in frustration and anger so it's awareness of that powerful organ in our body that heart chakra that heart organ that is pure love gift for you to use every minute you want. So how do you help others to step into that heart space? Once we know about it, know how healing it can be, is there a practice we can do? Yeah, we've got to set ourselves to do a timeout. And, and sometimes <laughs> you got to do a little tea thing, timeout, timeout. Recognize when you start becoming stressed, what do you do when you start the stress process? Are you getting frustrated? Do you get sweaty palms? Do you start pacing? Do you, Cursing. you know, start chewing <laughs> gum? You know, what is it that you do when you start getting stressed? So recognize your stress is coming on and then remember, take that breath. Oh, yes. Yell said, take that breath of heart energy. Take that breath of love and just let it go through my body for just a moment and then go forward. It's about raising that consciousness of how we can help ourselves. Beautiful. 
Well, I'm going to have you, ask you in just a minute here to share with us this latest information you've gotten from Spirit to help others uh, to release themselves from stress. But tell us how you receive your messages from Spirit. You know, it. I could be sitting um, in in a very peaceful place and in a meditative state, and I receive information that way. I also am outside in nature as much as possible, and when I have my hands and feet in the earth, I really receive the most messages possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like when I get out of my like little daily routine of functioning and operation, operating like I'm supposed to do all these little tasks, the minute I step out of that, I can get messages because I'm all of a sudden freed my mind up so I can hear what's going on. Um, maybe I'm standing at the table coloring a picture for someone. Um, it, it comes in a variety of different ways. Sometimes when I'm driving distances, Instead of listening to the radio, I'm listening to what spirit's telling me instead yeah, of the yeah. chatter on the radio. Yeah, it's that natural. And yet, you've taken my yeah. mediumship course, and you know about communicating with those who have passed the other side. I recall you sharing with me an astounding experience you had when you were working with a client in person they were on your healing table and you saw their loved one with your physical eyes in the room with us would you share that with everybody please yes um this individual was really struggling with a lot of grief and sorrow and heartache and guilt and these huge emotions bringing her down and um, she had become widowed about six months or four months before she came to see me and as I was working with her and helping her to clear the energies suddenly I looked up and in the corner of the room was a man he had a an interesting cap on his head and next to him were two guides and I just looked and I instantly knew that this was the husband that had passed and there had been abusive relationship between the two. And as the woman was sharing her experiences and how she felt and and with this relationship, he was there with his guides listening and observing. And I just asked, why are you here in my mind? And the response was, He's here, the guide answered, he's here to learn how he had an effect on their relationship so that he could heal from it as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's so interesting because it's what's been happening in some of my readings lately where somebody who abused another person is brought in by guides. They don't communicate directly. It's as if they're not really supposed to speak. They're supposed to let the guide speak and Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Did you share that with yeah. her at the time that you were seeing him? I did. When he appeared and I, I figured out, I think I figured out who he was. I said, now someone just came into the room here, a spirit with a guide. And he, I described what he looked like. I said, is this your deceased husband? And she confirmed by the way he looked and the way he was dressed that that was him. Um, and you are correct. He did not speak. It was his guide that spoke to me, 
to tell me things because he was there as the observer. It's so interesting. Wow. I would feel, I would think it would be helpful for her to know that he now has that greater perspective. And that's what we try to tell everybody. You know, if we could rise above our stories right now and see the effect we're having on others, it would help us to choose more in alignment with our true self. So you have uh, a, everybody, our goal is to, to work with our passion, to share that with others. What is the passion you personally feel you're meant to share? Everything that we need is right in front of us. It's right within us, and it is contained within our heart. And if we are able to just step outside of the strong ego forces of the world and look inside our heart, we can find that peace and the love and everything that we need right there. And we don't have to leave or go away or spend money or do anything. It's within us. It's innately within us. But we have to wake up to that fact. And this is my passion is to help people understand that it's all right here. We already are everything we're supposed to be. We don't need to be what the world is trying to conform us into being or shape us or mold us into because we're already perfect the way we came into this world. And you have some wonderful tools to help us step into our personal power. In fact, on the break, you shared with me one that's so simple, you can lead lead us through it today. And that would be awesome. We we have the time to do it. So why don't you set the stage for when, besides doing it for practice now, we might want to use this technique you're about to teach us. Okay, so it's very simple, and and the word Alta came to me, A-L-T-A, and I, like, asked my guys, what's this all mean? A is for awaken. Awaken others. Awaken yourself and raise your consciousness to what is right in our presence. Awaken to what is waiting for us in our energies, within our hearts. And then listen and listen for the messages to come to you from your guides, from your angels, from your loved ones, from your thoughts, because your thoughts come from your guides and your angels many times. So listen Mm -hmm. and then trust what you hear. T for trust. Trust yourself that you're not crazy. Trust yourself. This is not a, 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 a... a, a goofy idea. Trust that it's a message coming to you to benefit you, to help you raise your vibration even more. Mm. And then the, the last thing is we have to act on it. We can't just take information and set it on the coffee table. It's not going to serve anybody any purpose. We need to t- pick it up and we need to put it into action for our daily life and make it become reality. And when we do that for ourselves, it just spills over to other people, and it's a beautiful thing to do. And in addition to those four simple things, a deeper things happen when you awaken and listen and trust and act, and that is your chakras come alive, and you start clearing your own chakras by these four simple things. Mm-hmm. And when, when you awaken, 
the sixth and the seventh chakra open up and start to bring in that information and clearing out junk so good things can come in. And when you listen, the sixth and the fifth chakra open up and release the junk and the chatter and we can start to hear the message. Hmm. And as we trust, the heart chakra and the second chakra open up and release and bring in that beautiful trusting love. And when we act, it is our third chakra and our root chakra because the root takes us forward with our feet as we walk through this life and the third chakra takes us through the actions and the emotions that are going to get us where we need to be. Well, you have a good team of teachers because I just love how you and they put that together, matching the thoughts and actions, the steps with the chakras. That makes perfect sense. I love it. And it's that easy to just think of those four steps, the awaken, listen, trust, and act, and you've already got the healing going on when you integrate that into your body. You don't even have to think about your chakras. It does it for you. Uh, and, so, and then so what about when we get all wrapped up in the drama and we're just like sucked into uh, this lower vibrational energy that, that many people feel themselves in now? Oh, yes. And, and this energy, that lower energy that sucks us in is beautiful description. And I call it also swirling energy in a circle around our feet like a tornado, um, and that the cone of a tornado is real wide at one end and it gets narrow at the other end, and, and it's usually narrow on the earth and wide in the sky, but it's opposite for us. We are wide in this tornado of energy, a vortex of energy swirling around our feet, and it's getting you're, tighter you're and saying, tighter. You're saying, Gail, excuse me, you're saying that when yeah. we're stressed out, when we've lost yeah. alignment, it's like an inverted tornado in our energy system. Is that right? Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. So we're, we're caught in this and we can't get out of it. So how do we step out of this cloud of dark energy that's holding us and stressing us and stressing us more and more? And you can simply, you can even do this right now. Just Let's taking do it. A breath, just taking a breath into your nose and exhale through your mouth and see this cloud of, of swirling energy that's stressing you around your feet and getting tighter as it goes up your body. And take one foot, it doesn't matter which one, stick it outside this swirling cloud of energy and stick it into the earth. And take the other foot and poke it out the other side and put it into the earth and connect yourself to Mother Earth. The energy is still swirling around you and it is still clouded and stressed, but you are now attached to Earth. And now you see this energy coming up your body, moving tighter and tighter, and it goes up to the head and up to your source, your divine source, up to the universe. And when it reaches that, it lights up. And as it lights up, the light energy comes right down to you through that inverted tornado energy. And it's gold and it's rose-colored and it's whatever other color you need 
to help you feel balanced and peace. And it takes over the swirling, stressful energies all the way down to your feet. And now you are connected to source with the light. You are connected with earth by your feet. And you are fully grounded. And your heart energy is everywhere. And this is what I've been given the name of the vortex of grace. Hmm. Lovely. The grace is strong and powerful and filled with love. Beautiful. You can do that in two seconds. Poke your feet out, stick them in the earth, go up and pull that white energy down and clear yourself out. Thank you for leading us through that. I know that there are a lot of people looking for tools, and that one was free and easy and using our soul to access it. Beautiful. So you're you're going through this move. You're surrounded by packing boxes still, you tell me, and your basement flooded. How to stay <laughs> <Yeah>. centered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the second basement flood I've had in less than one year that has been rather devastating. Um, I have to look at everything that happens to me as there's a meaning for it. And there's a purpose for it. And if I get all wound up in the damages that were done and what it's going to take to fix it and the this and the that guy and the whatever goes into it, I'm just going to be swirling around in that bunch of vortex energy in, around my feet and going nowhere. Um, so I know that in order for me to learn whatever lesson I am supposed to learn from my experiences, I have to step into a state of, of grace. And, and love. And so I catch myself sooner and sooner these days to timing out and stepping into the heart and saying, okay, let's just approach this from as positive of an outlook as I possibly can and take away what I'm supposed to have positive from this and not focus on the negatives. And yeah, it's just it's amazing to me when we realize that these things that appear to be uh, disasters often keep us from having greater disasters. I'm not sure what your lesson was in the in the flooding of the basement, but the same thing just happened to me yesterday. I had big plans to come up here to my sanctuary and do this hour long meditation. I rarely have an hour to do things like that, and I came up here, and for some reason my computer locked up and I couldn't get into it. It went haywire on me, and I realized that this was the perfect time I needed to fix a challenge I was having that was preventing me getting in the radio show program that I use right now. And I realized that Spirit was saying, we're screwing with your computer because you need to fix this other challenge before tomorrow. And I was able to solve it and saw the beauty and the perfection in the timing of that. Have you figured out the flooded basement yet? <laughs> well, you know, yes, I, I believe I have. Um, it took me a little while. It's coming together, but it's about letting go of dot, dot, dot. Mm. Um, and in my basement are two huge piles of boxes and I'm looking at them and thinking all right Gail you really I'm hearing them saying okay Gail you really need to let go of this stuff 
and I know some people who can really identify having just gone through that process. <laughs> you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, and, and not only that, but it's the emotions that go along with it that has to be let go of too. And how do we do that? Is, it Eden, is there are there energetic moves? I'm thinking I'm picturing some Donna Eden moves, you know, where you, sometimes when when I get a little gunked up, I'll be sitting next to Ty in the car and I'll, and I'll actually be moving my hands around swirly, clearing the air. And I think yeah. it's a good thing he understands me or he just think I'm more of a nutcase than <laughs> normal. You know, <laughs> do you do you literally catch yourself doing energetic moves to clear out things besides oh, clapping like a. Yeah, it looks like I was clapping and the guy looking at me like I was nuts. Yes, I do figure eights around my body all the time, especially my heart and my head. I wave away the thoughts. I thump underneath my cheekbones and under my collarbones in the center of my chest and the sides of my ribs to stimulate that good energy to go through my body and to clear out the gunk. Those are the tapping Um, points, right? Yes, for EFT? the tapping points. Mm-hmm. They are, huh. and we use them in Eden Energy Medicine as well. It why are they? Stress. Why is it important to to tap on them? It reduces stress. It they are meridian points, which are the energetic highways through the body, and it brings up all of the the good energy that's been stuck. It it jars loose the areas that are stuck, and it lets energy flow. It awakens our immune system. And brightens us, and you just feel less stressed. I connect two places. My forehead, I put a middle finger on my forehead between my eyebrows and my other middle finger in my navel, and I push in and pull up, and I connect these two places. It's called hooking up, Mm -hmm. and it resets my brain. It stops the stress from being negatively impacting me. I can see clearly. Okay, how many of you are doing that right now? If you, if I took a self, well, I couldn't because I have one finger in my navel and one on my forehead. But I hope yeah. you all are doing this. These are some of the, the Donna Eden energy moves that uh, Gail is a certified teacher of these that I have taught other people to do. I've done that hookup. I'm doing it now. And it really does work. It does. It stops temper tantrums for kids. It resets your brain from going down that rabbit hole, chasing, you know, the dust bunnies. And it it gives you the new perspective of really what's going on and restores your vitality. And then what happens? You can hear your heart again. You can listen. And then you can go act on those messages you're receiving. So that's what I love about this is you can hear about it and say, well, that's crazy. Or you can do it and say, wait a minute, I actually do feel better. And it's not the placebo effect. I've done it over and over. And it's it's a it's an experiential difference before and after doing these types of things. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned the word we have. To, oh, look, I looked up and it was 55 minutes and 55 seconds <laughs> after the hour. I love that. Uh, uh, you've mentioned the word trust several times throughout the show. What does trust have to do with raising one's energetic or spiritual vibration? If we trust ourselves, we trust our intuition, we trust our own being, then we can elevate our vibration to a higher level to hearing what spirit has to offer to say to guide us with 
if we don't trust, we are stuck in the bottom of our feet in the cloud of, of energy swirling around, going nowhere. So by us trusting ourselves first, we step into the heart space, and then we automatically, without even doing anything, our vibration raises. And then what comes forward mm-hmm. is love. I love that. And there you have it. Yeah. It's so easy. It's, it's the hardest thing to do is to trust yourself because we're told from the get-go that, you know, we're, we don't have enough value to trust ourselves. But I'm here to tell you right now, that's just junk at the bottom of the feet. Let it go away with that beautiful vortex of grace and start telling yourself you trust. And the more you tell yourself you trust yourself, the more it will come, the easier it will come, the faster it will come. And you know what? You'll start believing it, living it, and then it'll be shared with others as well. Beautiful. I love how practical this show has been. We have just a minute and a half to go. And I know you, and one of your messages is that we have to stop waiting for like this massive event to happen that's going to enlighten us. We have everything at our fingertips. Would you just elaborate on that as your final message for us? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up, Suzanne. And this is so powerful, and it empowers you to be the strongest being you can be because it is, again, about you trusting yourself and knowing that everything that's happening to you right now is what is supposed to happen. And even if it is your basement flooding or maybe it's a flower blooming, it doesn't matter. But when you put yourself into that experience and you listen to what the message is being given to you, you have received your aha moment. And we can have millions of aha moments just by allowing ourselves to trust what we're hearing, trust what we're feeling, and to step out of ego and get into the heart space and feel our own love for ourselves first, and then we can love the rest of this world. Beautiful. I know everybody has felt your love. It's what I felt so clearly when I met you, and I just love that you came on the show and shared with us. Thank you so much, Gail. Oh, it's it's my honor, and I'm privileged, and, and I'm grateful, uh, Suzanne, for you and, and your um, helping others to have this information as well. God bless. Right. And you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you here again next week. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.